The Way to You, podcast 264. So Christmas is coming and some of you will have started cooking already. Um, may have been, been doing it for a long time. And if you're doing a lot of cooking, then you're probably going to want to taste the food that you're cooking. Uh, sample it out a bit. You may even have a sly drink along the way. Um, that's okay. But Christmas is sort of a time when one does just drastically overeat. And it's possible to stretch the whole marathon eating session out to sort of a 10-day, 12-day binge, maybe longer, just by overindulging a little bit when you're cooking or sampling in the run-up to Christmas. And obviously over the festive holiday and for a few days afterwards. And all this can add a few pounds to your frame. And more than a few. So you can go from having a, a good figure, being slim and healthy looking, to actually suddenly becoming a bit overweight. And then... As it goes on, the Christmas holidays become less something that you enjoy and more something you endure. And your system gets tired from the overeating. And before you know it, you've got to find yourself a diet plan somewhere. Because otherwise, you, even your best resolutions are going to come to nothing. And your wardrobe's going to be already out of date because you have to buy new clothes. Now, that sits fine with some people, but not with everybody. And if you have a serious weight problem anyway, you know, this is the time of year when being a little bit clever helps. And, you know, even if it's getting somebody else to taste the food that you're cooking and exercising quite a lot of self-discipline, not having those little sly drinks on the quiet, um, not going to too many Christmas dinners around the place in the lead up, because that is another pitfall, obviously. Um, or drinks parties. You know, it's, it's, it's terribly difficult how to navigate Christmas. Now, if you set yourself fairly strict rules, then you can cover yourself, you know, just by not indulging, just by being self-disciplined, mindful, and just letting yourself enjoy either the occasions that you're going to or the prospect of eating whatever you're cooking later on without eating too much at the time. And just stopping food, getting into your mouth, and just being firm, saying no, because otherwise, if you're like a large percentage of the population, you're going to end, end Christmas and the New Year season with a catastrophe on your hands. You may be a stone heavier, you may be a stone and a half heavier, 
And, you know, nobody rarely wants to have to spend the rest of the year trying to get off what they put on over Christmas. Because that just turns it into a really boring time. And if you want to be the best version of yourself, the nice, sylph-like, slim version for the whole year round, then just limiting the times that you can do damage to yourself to the main events and just giving other events a miss is an essential part of it. Because if you're like most people, it's quite hard to say no when confronted by platefuls of goodies. And I mean, people do go out of their way to cook for others at this time and be generous and hope, you know, guests and stuff enjoy their food and drink. And you have to know how to say no very often without upsetting whoever is putting the food there in front of you. So actually indulging in conversation beyond what you might usually do is a very good way of doing it because it takes their mind off the fact that you're not eating. So, you know, producing words actually stops food going into your mouth. Um, you know, there are other ruses, just sort of like hiding plates of food, pretending you've got a plate of food in front of you and then just hiding it later. Um, and if you're in your own kitchen, well, uh, there's probably somebody who wants to taste the food, you know, a youngster, or even somebody who doesn't have a weight problem that actually loves this period of the year, the run-up to Christmas and all it brings. And is quite happy, you know, to try out and sample a few of the things you're cooking. So, you know, work it out for yourself if you do have a weight loss, a weight problem rather. Also, having a good plan, having a good food plan for when you've decided you've had enough and you want to start losing pounds instead of gaining pounds, um, that's, another, that's another good idea. Um, and not waiting till after the 6th of January to start, or even after the 3rd of January. You know, there's no rule that says you have to overindulge. Sure, give yourself a free license over Christmas Day, Boxing Day. That is probably the best way to do it. And then as soon as the 27th hits, just don't eat too much. Just go back to your normal regime. Just stop hammering your body and stuffing yourself for the sake of stuffing yourself. Because once you get into a routine of stuffing yourself, this will go on and on. And the longer you let it go on, the harder it is to stop. Um, well, I don't like to be macabre, but... Some people do fall ill after Christmas because they've eaten too much and their hearts can't take it. They don't do any exercise. And that's where they get into trouble. You know, if you're, if you're young, fit, healthy, and you can take all the bodily punishment that Christmas brings, then that's fine. But if you're middle-aged, have a tendency to run to fat, then you have to be very careful. And as I say, navigating your way through Christmas and the period both before and afterwards requires a great deal of skill.
And as I've said, one tip is just confine your celebrations in earnest to Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And yeah, you know, if eat light if you're invited out on these affairs, you know, Christmas lunches and stuff. Don't overeat. You know, they're very nice, but, you know, there'll be another one probably down the line that you have to go to. And people who make a point out of touring all these Christmas lunches, you know, they end up with massive problems with their weight after a bit. Um, all the drinks, parties and stuff. And, and I, you know, just volunteer yourself as a driver if you go in a group. That's another good ruse. Then you don't have to drink and nobody's putting pressure on you to drink because they all know what the law is and you're allowing them to drink, obviously. And, you know, think of other little ruses like that whereby food doesn't actually really have to enter your mouth or drink doesn't have to enter your mouth. You can get by drinking soft drinks things that don't put weight on. Um, and again, you know, if there are foodie occasions you can't really get out of, then you probably know enough to go for the low-calorie low selections where there is a choice. And, you know, eat lots of vegetables or salad and stuff as well as, you know, uh, not a very large bit of the carbohydrate bit. And this way you can actually turn Christmas into something that you've enjoyed and it haven't, you haven't sacrificed any sort of, um, of your physical comfort to get through. And you emerge out of it, the other end, unscathed and not a nightmare on the scales. I hope that sounds like okay advice. I mean, you know, we're all different and have different tolerances to all these this sort of things. But, you know, even people without weight problems can suddenly develop weight problems around this time of year. And I'm sure that's not really meant in the spirit of Christmas, you know, it's sort of because that really does turn it into a bit of a endurance test if you have to eat and drink too much and it doesn't agree with you. You know, it's always supposed to be something, a time of year that you can enjoy. So make the most of sort of having a light, a light time and staying slim. And you feel much better about yourself once you get into the new year and you haven't um, capitulated. Anyway, that's all I've got for you. Thank you for listening. I hope that's of some value to you. And as ever, your listening is truly appreciated. Bye for now.